Welcome to the Seasons Change Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso was born out of a series of 2013 NBC Sports promos in which Jason Sudeikis played a clueless American football coach who suddenly becomes the manager of a prestige London soccer club in order to highlight the network getting U.S. television rights for the upcoming Premier League seasons. So those commercials were so popular, they brought it back for an Apple TV Plus show. So, Mr. Fink, where did yes, you yes, first yes. hear about Ted Lasso? Uh, well, as you intro, first time I heard about it was really just, you know, being on YouTube and seeing that promo. And, you know, until you brought it up, I really didn't even kind of know it was a promo. I just remember seeing it and being an SNL fan and thinking it was yes. like Jason Sudeikis yes. doing some SNL stuff. Um but I don't even, I barely remember. I just remember him being the character of uh, American football coach trying to uh, coach real football. And that's what's funny is like, it's been so long. When when I first heard about this, I was like, oh, I love those promos in 2013, seven years ago at the time. I was like, this is going to be great. But I saw a lot of people online be like, what? Why are they turning a TV commercial into a TV show? Like, there's been all kind of weird, like, things turned hey, into other things. But, like, a TV commercial turned into a whole show. That's kind of weird. So when I saw that, I'm like you. I love Jason Sudeikis on SNL. And when anytime he does something, I always watch. So I already liked those promos from 2013. I thought they were hilarious. So when they said they are going to do a whole show, I was like, oh, shoot, it's going to be the same character, Ted Lasso. It's going to be the exact same premise. And then at the time, Apple TV Plus was new, so it was like, oh, we need something to, you know, something to watch on here. And when that came out, it was like a breath of fresh air, especially during COVID. That was another thing. It was like there oh, wasn't yeah. anything to do. It was you couldn't go out and you couldn't watch. There wasn't any TV on. So when when Ted Lasso first came out, I was like, yes, this is what we need. So you were the first person actually to talk to me, like give me your thoughts on it. So. What were your overall thoughts on Ted Lasso? Oh, man, I I really was blown away um, by this TV show from so many different angles from a genuine sports fan kind of scratching that itch of every sports situation or soccer situation in this case yeah. um, from the coaching part. The soccer plays on camera were a little bit, you know, weren't great because it was like actors playing soccer. So it was a little noticeable, but they weren't that bad. But um, all the other sports situations, none of it came across as, uh, although maybe a little bit over the top or near the top, it didn't come across as unrealistic. It all came across as, you know, you could say, you know, Bo Schimbeckler put a sign above like the Michigan um door jam for them to slap going over and it's that's the same thing it's like you look at it and you're like oh that's a little corny but then you know you're there with a bunch of guys and you see a sign that says believe you're like that's kind of stupid it's duct taped up there but you know it's our kind of stupid and our nice little sign we're gonna eventually like it and if you're not you know jamie tart and a sourpuss um <laughs> you actually like get into that kind of stuff and really it's a show that makes you feel good in an age of tv that is been a decade of making it not feel good right um like the anti-hero right. and as much as breaking bad you know as a top five tv show of all time um you know game of thrones basically everybody is deplorable in that show um it's 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 been like an age of just kind of like nihilism has yeah. been like and the even on wind 
even on movies too. It's like the dark night and things like everything's dark, you know, going dark and brooding and everything. And this TV show, like you said, was a hundred percent. Like, I think things go in cycles too. So it's like, all right, everything's going to be happy for a while. Okay. Now we need some, let's get something to break it up. Let's get something dark. And then now, okay, everything's dark and everything is Zack Snyder wants to make, you know, the, the dark camera move. Everything's dark. Now we got to get the light. So this is definitely bringing it back to, okay, we need some, some goodness. We need some light. Um, and definitely a breath of fresh air in, in everything. Like you said, even the boys, you know, like anti-heroes, everything is about, yeah. okay, the bad guys are like, are the, the people you're rooting for, not the bad guys, the good guys are bad. And so with Ted Lasso, it's like, this is a good, genuine person. This is a guy I would want to hang out with. This is somebody who I would want to be my friend. So definitely, I think this being positive, optimistic, and the number one thing when I watched it that I came away with is I almost felt like, and we're going to talk about Allen Iverson, but this show has heart. It's like the the number one thing about Allen Iverson when I watched him play was this guy's got the heart of a lion. This is the the biggest heart you could think of, especially, you know, for such a little guy. Um, And that's how I feel about Ted Lasso is like, he feels like Allen Iverson to me. And the the whole show is just like the heart of the show is overflowing. It's just like, boom, it hits you with heart. And you just feel good after watching it. It's funny because when I was – Watching it at the beginning, I was like, all right, there's got to be some, like, flaw to him. There's got to be something, right? Like, he can't be that good. But he pretty much is. Like, the guy you see at the beginning of the show is pretty much the same. Um, what did you think about kind of his, you know, being so good? You Did you like that or did you think it was, like, a little too much? Oh, I mean, I I, I loved it because it it – it was very consistent and at no point, even with the, you know, the ridiculous amount of positivity, it was, it still didn't come across as like, Oh, that's not something somebody wouldn't do. It's, you know, there's, I can think of cases of myself, like people that I've worked with that would like bring people like baked goods every Mm -hmm. other day and like, Oh, I just wanted to be nice. I'm like, wow, that's kind of, that's kind of cool. And that's what he does in this show with the shortbread. And it's funny because you see Rebecca, like every time, She's like a little fiend when he comes up with the shortbread. She's like, let me get that. And then she bites into it. Um, And that's kind of like him getting her to like bring her uh, guard down. So it all was genuine stuff that would probably work in real life. You know, you go at the guy, um, Jamie Tart, who is, you know, not a great teammate, garbage attitude and all that. Um, And he approached him differently than he approached others. He figured out his motivations. Um, All I want about it intelligently much like many coaches, I'd say over the, you know, the decades, like uh, a Phil Jackson is known as, you know, a player's coach, a guy who could really um, relate to the players. Um, and you're seeing that now kind of with, uh, oh man, I was going to say Shaka Smart, but that's college and he's gone. But um, Tyron Lou, I guess, related a little bit to LeBron, but he's not coaching right now. But I'm, I'm blanking on some ones that are uh, doing really well now because there's so much, there's so much coaching carousel. Like I want to say Steve Nash with Brooklyn, but they're, they have nine all-stars, so it doesn't really matter what they're coaching. But overall, I really – I never got tired of it either. That was the thing too is it never got annoying. And, and two, you do see him – he himself is going through some pretty serious stuff like with his divorce. And what's interesting about that is also all those emotions and that stuff 
feel very realistic. Like, so all the happy stuff, all the heart, all of it feels so realistic. I also kind of think Jason wrote him, Jason Sudeikis wrote himself into this maybe because him and Olivia Wilde kind of just got split up here and it really lined up similarly. Um, And they were together for like a decade. So I was kind of the whole time I was thinking this, I'm like, man, is this what like he was going through like in real life? And that's just kind of what he was writing down. Um, but it, I, was yeah, I really never got to, I never got tired of the character and it was kind of the first episode people oh the first episode is a little bit different than the rest I half agree with that um it goes in directions you you wouldn't expect like you would think this is maybe like a PG 13 ish but it's 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 a guy who is rated G in a world that's rated R and it <laughs> works for him because he's so genuinely like nice and all of that that everybody else is like oh wow he's this is how he gets results and you know, to win a division two championship in college football is not easy in Wichita, Kansas. So he clearly seems to know he's doing that. And I would also like to note with the Wichita state, I think they chose Wichita state for the one joke where he got like into London and he could say, we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the only reason they picked Wichita state was for as soon as soon as they got off, I was like, wait, he's Wichita state's in Kansas. I'm a big basketball fan. And that was my first thought. Because he's going to say something about Kansas, and that's what happened. But and yeah, that's I think he's from Kansas, um, Jason Sudeikis, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, um, I did not. Yeah, let's, let's and my wife, Google machine. My wife grew up in Kansas, and then she moved to Oklahoma. But when she moved here to Arizona, everyone every time she told somebody that she was from Kansas, they said, "Oh, not in Kansas anymore." She she's like rolls her eyes. She gets so sick of that. But yeah, I think he's oh, from Kansas. Isn't he was born in Fort, uh, Fairfax, Virginia. Hey, hey Nova kid. Um, the so he was born in Fairfax, and then he... I swear yeah, he's like, worn, like, Kansas stuff before. Well, it looks like he... Yep, 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 yep. As a child, he moved with his family to Overland Park, Kansas. Hey! So, yeah. yeah so a little Virginia connection. <laughs> something that Fink knows all about. Yeah, um, good old Fairfax. George Mason University, shout out Final Four 2006. <laughs> but Jason Sudeikis was um, executive producer, writer, you know, star. So I think it has his DNA all over it. And w- me and you are both big fans of him. So I think, you know, this was just right up our wheelhouse when we saw this was coming out. So I was I was really surprised at... Also, the critical response because, and even I guess even the the users as well because or the the viewers, everybody loved Ted Lasso. I, I can't find a person who did not like Ted Lasso. They were on Twitter. Everybody was talking about it. Just everybody, you know, me and you were talking about it. Any anyone I knew who was watching TV during the pandemic, during lockdown, was watching Ted Lasso and was loving it. So, yep. um, so much so that it's been renewed. Or not only a second season, but a third season. And they haven't even, they just finished the first season. I'm here for it. I so, am here for it. Um, definitely, it is here to stay, and it is a big hit. Um, did you have any favorite characters? I'll, I'll say mine, and the only reason why is because of his name, Trent Krim. Shout out to all the Trents out there in the world. He, he was my favorite from the moment I saw him. Plus, he's funny, too. He's uh he's the journalist, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, so he he's an awesome character, um, <laughs> and he has really great kind of. Once again, Jason or uh, Ted killing him with kindness, kind of thing. Yeah, where he turned yeah, him around. Comes, yep, and he and he's like eating curry, and it's one of those things where his article where he's reading it, 
you know, if you're an emotional person and you hear like the words he's saying, you're like, dang, this is like some real, like somebody wrote this like right. uh real meaningful. Cause it kind of talks about, you know, Ted's odds of him succeeding are so small. And he's like, Nope, man, we're, we're probably, we're doing all right. You know? And it's the positivity, like got through even to this hard shell of a guy. Um, and I think that's a pretty great takeaway probably in life um, in general. Oh yeah. And it's cool to see on TV and in a way that's not just, you know, unrealistic or you know i hate to use the word corny but like just in the way it's presented is so unique that i can't really think of other tv shows that's even like doing the same thing in this way like i mean barry a little bit but it's not even you know it's it's just and the only reason i say that is a series and that's more dark you know and that's a saying serious and comedic at the same time right i think it's earnest is what i would describe it as it's like yeah that's it's genuine it's real and people, it's almost like a throwback to, you know, like the 50s, 60s America, like that type of guy versus what an American male in 2020 would be. I think Ted Lasso is like somebody that you can aspire to be like. He's something that, you know, you, you should be probably like Ted in a lot of ways, even though because of the comedy of him not knowing about football, that's where people take him for granted and like, oh, this guy's a buffoon. He's an American. He doesn't know anything about, you know, British soccer or football. But then he comes out and surprises you. That you know that scene in the in the bar or in the pub where he he kind of they're playing darts and Ted kind of like tells that um, tells the guy, hey, you know, you've I've been underestimated my whole life. Like I, that, lo- I love that scene. That was probably that my scene. favorite scene of the yep. show. Um, yep. Just that, you know, giving it to him, and it's almost like that's what I want in my life. I want a scene where I can just t- tell somebody, you know what, you underestimated me my whole life, but you know what, let me turn this around, and uh, I'm going to beat you at this game you thought I was bad at. Just something where I could turn turn everybody's expectations on their head. I, w- I want to have that Ted Lasso moment in my life. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely. And it's, and it's an awesome scene, too, like where it's, you know, ultra genuine and mm-hmm. It, but it's not it doesn't come across as annoying yes. it comes across as like yeah yeah you're like cheering for it and you know it's coming he's like you just would have asked a question you would have found <laughs> out i've been playing for this and it's like you just in the uh actually i have it written down it's be curious not judgmental yes and he's like and if you're curious would ask me um yeah I, I love that scene and uh you get hype you know when when the when the bar like comes alive and he uh, hits that i think it was two trip bulls 20s and a bullseye yeah that's what it was yeah um but yeah yeah and the oh so i got my my favorite character let me get back to yeah. this real quick higgins yeah. by far <laughs> like yeah. higgins and 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 it comes down <laughs> i mean so many different things throughout the uh show but w- when he's he quits and he's like at home playing the upright bass <laughs> and he's got like the mustache and stuff and he's by himself and he's like boom 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 and he like screams like yeah out loud by himself <laughs> um that just like was perfect uh kind of the higgins motif of like this guy gets home he's super weird like he's got seven kids and super stressed out i just i liked uh how odd he was also nick was cool the um the uh the manager who became the coach oh yeah and, and also right. and kind of to go back a little bit how ted didn't have any football or soccer experience well i'll say football experience for our european listeners out there (laughs) um i kind of thought about it where 
you know, maybe not at the level of like the EPL, but if you took a coach who was a genuine coach uh, in from one sport to another and they knew how to, you know, delegate, I think it's relatively possible. You know, it's a stretch for sure, but you see levels of this in a way with, you know, Deion Sanders is coaching Jackson State this year, um, but mostly with some really great assistant coaches. And he's out there like, you know, full time doing all that. But even him saying is he's like, well, I make my job as easy as possible. I was surrounding myself by intelligent people who are good at it. And that's kind of what he did by promoting the uh, equipment manager up to a coach. Once he kind of, you know, proved himself, he's like, I don't care. You know, if he doesn't have any coaching experience, he drew up this play. It's better than what I can do. And having humbleness too, as a coach, I think is important. And Bruce Arians who just won a Super Bowl. A lot of players talk about that, where he's a player's coach. Um, it's really easy to relate. He literally will say, I mean, Tom Brady doesn't have to coach. If, uh, doesn't have to practice if he wants. I mean, he probably coaches teams, so I don't necessarily think he needs practice. So he's realistic. He moves the needle for the right person in the right way without being unfair. And that's what it feels like with Ted Lasso. Right. Um, so you do see that in the real world. It's just Ted Lasso is all the positive stuff at once that you really don't necessarily see. Right. And you, you just mentioned practice 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 now that's probably my favorite scene <laughs> in in the in the movie basically it does he does essentially uses what a lot of alan iverson's yes. words but kind of pointed it in a different direction mm-hmm. um one of the greatest what greatest i'd i'd call it uh monologues of all time i would say alan iverson yes. yeah i mean you could call <laughs> it you, you could go as far to call poetry even um but it also brings me back to my time so i one time give you a little story i was walking through the norfolk airport in virginia and i saw alan iverson he was surrounded by like a bunch of people and he had his chains on and this was like first two years i had lived there i was like oh my gosh this is crazy i guess it was relatively normal um because he was from that area but the better story is the weekend michael vick got arrested (laughs) i saw michael vick and alan iverson together at a bass pro shops just walking (laughs) the other way yep Yep, walking the other way, my older brother was like, I think that was Alan Iverson. I was like, what? So I kind of like scurried over and I saw it. I was like, it's Michael Vick too. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm like 12, 11, or about, I was probably like 13. I guess it would have been like high school. They're definitely not 12. But um, yeah, so there's my Alan Iverson story with that. Hey. But oh, another thing about this show are the little references, the, I would say the nerd-ish pop culture references. Like there's a, in episode seven, they, they're like, we're going to get together and watch the Iron Giant. So they got together and watched Iron Giant. Hey. Oh, no, Iron Giant is what? One of those animated darlings. Yes. Um, critical darlings. Yes. Great, great movie. Um, and also the Ronald Reagan, the actor. <laughs> and, and, a lot, and a lot of this show, a lot of this show too, has, you know, a little bit of a Robert Zemeckis feeling to it in, in a way, like a little bit of hyper, not hyper reality, but a reality that's, you know, based in what we have, mm-hmm. but, you know, in a little bit more over the top characters. Right. Right. I guess that's a lot of TV actually. Yeah. I guess that's called fucking entertainment, but But I can see that. I can see the the Zemeckis of it. Um but yeah, definitely yeah, like like you've got to cut yourself some slack. Oh no, and he goes like, "Hey, time to get yourself a pair of scissors." And they're like, "What?" He's like, "You got to cut yourself some slack." <laughs> and it's like and, and, and cuz it's like, "Hey, cut it." Or it's like, "Uh, make like a tree and get out of here." And just kind of those yeah. one there's a whole lot of one-liner or couple liners in this uh in this show that i love throughout yeah this definitely the writing and the the one-liners are great throughout the show definitely something that you can put on 
feel good and, you know, enjoy yourself for 30 minutes. There's, what, 10 episodes in, in season one. Yep. And I am looking forward to more seasons and more Jason Sudeikis. Um, did, did you like the, um, I had in my show notes, did you like the theme song by Marcus Mumford? Oh yeah. Yep. I'm a, I'm a Mumford and Sons fan. I would say <laughs> going, uh, Mumford and Sons zombie from way back <laughs> uh, about 2000, I guess what their first, that little lion man song came out in probably like 2010 yeah. uh, when I was in high school. So I am a fan of them. I've seen them a few times. I actually saw Mumford and Sons. So I was at a music festival in Florida and the, the group together was Mumford and Sons. Well, it was Marcus Mumford and one other guy, Mac Miller rapping, uh, Miguel singing and Kendrick Lamar rapping and they're all on stage together doing like back and forth. So Marcus Mumford is, is a pretty talented guy in the music space. And I think he does all the music for this show. Cause you oh, kind of nice. hear some, you know, the, the, the couple acoustic guitar sounding um, or mandolin sounding uh, similar instrumentals to like most of the rest of the music, especially like the intro and a lot of their other albums and stuff. So I was a fan. I was a fan and they're from, uh, they're from the good old UK. Yo, yeah, so how many countries are in the UK? Five, <laughs> actually four. <laughs> and that is the, you know, the he's like dim-witted, but not really. So there's there's that humor and aspect to it um, that Jason Sudeikis plays, and kind of the doing the country, you know, the the southern drawl kind of adds to it. You know, you kind of think, oh, this guy's a little bit, he's he's a little slow, but not really. So yeah, I think, and I liked that it was uh, it was pretty comes out of like um oh i just didn't know that not out of like because when you you can there's multiple right. times throughout the show he's clearly showing intelligence mm-hmm. like interpersonal intelligence for like uh sports psychology intelligence so he never he might come across as a little bit you know midwestern but not necessarily dumb which is a pretty hard line to toe with what they're doing with the whole show and that's the thing that you're probably worried about most of the time or at the beginning is like all right when's this gonna get stupid when is this gonna get yeah. annoying and it never does yep so I definitely think Ted Lasso season one is something that you should be watching and hopefully we'll be talking about seasons two and three on a future episode of Seasons Change. So did you have anything else to say about Ted Lasso, Fink? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, this is a Ted Lasso quote. Go out like Willie Nelson on a high. Woo! I'm just going to end it right there.